All right. Yes, Al Soto, along with my co-host, the wonderful. Desi Velez. Welcome to Click On This. Yes, we're here with the team behind Cerebrum, which is an amazing film. Let's go ahead and introduce the room, the virtual room, if we, if you will. If you could introduce yourself and your role in the film, please. Let's start, oh. with, Let's start with Christian. Christian, you want to go? Uh, yeah, yeah I You're it. the star, man. Come on. Uh, my name is Christian James. I play Tom Davis in the film. Great. We're also joined by the minds behind this great film. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm R.B. Raghu, writer, director, and co-producer. Hi, uh, this is Siraj Narsi. I'm uh, one of the producers for the movie. Excellent. Well, first, guys, I'd like to say that I was just completely entranced by this. The quality of the script, the story, the acting, the cinematography, the virtual effects. But my question for you is, because I think part of the reason my attachment to this as well is my father contracted early onset Alzheimer's in his 50s. And this story is about, you know, a character that is trying to find a way to remedy that. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just wondering how you came about this concept to get this story. Is it just because of things you've been researching that they're actually, you know, tapping into? Or do you have a personal background to this? Um, okay, so, so it started with the more on the science aspect of it, right? So it's, it's more on looking at the current digital trend of how people are, you know, having everything online, like, you know, all of your, uh, your photos, your um, bank accounts, your learning, everything that you do is online these days. So there is a digital footprint to that. So the idea came mainly from that as in like, you know, can we create a digital version of ourselves based on all our activities and our behaviors. Uh, so that's where it started out with. But the, the question was not to make it, uh, you know, a science fiction film just for the science of it, right? Just saying like, oh, this is cool. You can back up your memory, go throw it out there. A bunch of people just like, you know, just jumping around doing whatever they are doing. That was not the interest or, or the story that I wanted to tell. I, I really wanted to tell like, how is it going to affect a family? How is it going to affect a person if this comes out? And to that effect, we wanted a root cause of like, you know, if this person has to research is what is going to push them to a point of making this research? He's not going to wake up one day and say like, hmm, it looks like memory research is a good subject to take. I'm going to start researching it no matter what. The guy had to have some kind of drive towards it. So that's when I started researching, like, you know, what are the possibilities? And I did um, you know, came across this early onset of Alzheimer's. Before that, I did not know. I thought you got to be like really, really old. But during the research of it, I figured out like there is a possibility of early onset. And that kind of like, you know, triggered the whole idea of like, okay, that is possible. You know, if that happens, how can that rip apart a family and how can the family come together at the end of it? All right. I saw some influences with the show Altered Carbon. Has anyone in the room seen Altered Carbon where it's pretty much you're um, putting a digital um, brain into a new host? And I, I saw some of the similarities. Uh, can you talk to us about your science fiction influences in this type of technology? Uh, 
yeah so 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 to be told we started already shooting by the time altered carbon came out so there was okay there was nothing there the only thing that kind of like uh clash with altered carbon was when i was creating posters later on we created something that looked like what they put out for altered carbon we said like, oh maybe we need to stay away from that right but other than that the influences <laughs> were just just different ones the concept was something that like you know uh I brainstormed and worked with my, you know, uh, my friends and my, especially my wife and figuring things out and, and what needs to happen. Uh, but the movie influences for Cerebrum would be uh, Ex Machina, you know, yes. just for the fact that the, the whole story just happens within like three characters, figuring this research and things going wrong and all that. A phenomenal movie, by the way. It is. Um, Absolutely. Yes, love it. Uh, it, it was ex machina and then uh, also a lot of influence for me personally came from uh, uh, of all places girl with a dragon tattoo uh, it's it's one of those movies where yes. you feel you are part of the character you feel you are in the movie uh, you feel the coldness the chilly weather and whatnot you just feel it right so th- those two were the biggest influence for me while while writing cerebrum well i will tell you what i found fascinating about this and First of all, is this your premiere? Yes, we, 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 well, we had a festival premiere with World Fest on um, two weeks ago, but there was just like seven people because of COVID, like, you know, they said like it's film festival, but they couldn't put out. Oh, but tomorrow is the, is the US national wide release. And it's- Yes, you guys are gonna do phenomenal because I tell you what's what fascinating about this, when you said how this affects a family, um, I don't want to, give a spoiler alert, but Christian's character as the son, and then you had the, the other actor, what was the na- his name that played the James father? James Russo was... Uh... He, he was outstanding, but what was... I don't want to give it away, but, you know, in, in the plot, um, there was a way to save memories, and it was amazing watching Christian become himself and then his father mannerisms and personality and everything and the southern uh, accent too oh yeah and i mean (laughs) i i thought he was great but you know i wondered man if this really happened it Mm -hmm. would it would be an amazing thing an amazing thing but then i thought if it did happen it could be very controversial because now you're getting into the soul versus not a soul (laughs) but uh can you tell me how you went about finding christian and the other actors for your film because the casting was phenomenal yeah um so so initially when uh, i i did go to fly out to uh, la to do the casting right we, we did some auditions and all that and we, we came across about 25 different people who wanted to play tom and like at least like 20 20 girls who wanted to play chloe and it did not fit we we you know they were close but not not there exactly what we were looking for and mm-hmm. our other producers andy and jill they live in la so they contacted they were like, you know, trying to contact all the different agencies and they came across Christian's agent. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful, like, how don't know, I don't know how it happened. They came across Christian's agent and they came around and said like, hey, Christian is just coming out of a movie. You need to check him out, sent us, you know, reels and whatnot. Um, and then obviously like they also sent uh, Alexis. And, um, you know, uh, with Christian, I was, my, my thought for the character was supposed to be like, much more like, you know, thin build, meek and whatnot. Then when I saw Christian, like, man, this guy looks like a football player. I don't know what he can do. Then I said, okay, let's do a table read. 
and he came into the table it so prepared for this character and, and i saw it like it took me like maybe 2 minutes to you know go through then i said okay this is the guy uh, he got it right he he for the table read he had the essence of what was going to be required of his you know character that he needs to like play you know multiple very like you know uh, without giving too much away like he has to give like so much variation in his acting and he was able to prove that within the first 2 minutes and i said like okay he is how is that process though christian for you because did you have mr russo there i wondered about this was he there for when you did the scenes to mimic off of or did you just study him for a while and then took over uh, <laughs> well to be honest uh i james uh was on set maybe 4 days total out of the 21 that we filmed um so a lot of the scenes where um i need to take over his mannerisms and all that mannerisms were just watching closely uh when the days that i did have him and then uh voice matching was a lot of i would get headset i would get a headset and i'd be like hey can i get some playback and they would just play some audio recording that they had from a a scene that they shot the next, the day before and i would match wow that is fantastic christian thank you tell tell us about um like going into the table reads in the first uh pre-production phase uh before you started shooting how did that go uh, man it was a uh, it was it was a it was a whirlwind um there wasn't a lot of time to prepare because we uh i i got brought on uh and then three days after we had the table read we started shooting so it was uh, a very wow <laughs> wow I got, the, i got the phone call i got the contract i said hey here's a you got a table read tomorrow um go <laughs> and uh went and um yeah we we ran through it it was a great time and then i believe like 2 days later we uh we all headed out to uh the desert and uh started filming yeah so army you're keeping everybody on their toes talk about <laughs> pressure <laughs> yes i i i operate on the uh-huh. on the edge <laughs> <laughs> i've seen two different uh, ranch locations uh, that i saw in the credits the clots ranch and the flip flop ranch um somewhere in california is that yeah. the, the the majority of the shooting was at those two ranches yes yes that is correct awesome, awesome. how's that experience just using that facility um yeah, just to give you a story on that i mean obviously the story takes place in, in in texas and we wanted to shoot this in texas but once the casting and the crew are put together mm-hmm. you realize like you know 85 90% of them are coming from California and like only like me my AD couple of people from here right. so there was no reason to try and like bring everybody here and try, try to shoot it in in Texas and we found place yeah we found a place east of LA that just looks like West Texas we said okay let's let's go yeah. do it um it it was it was a great experience i mean other than the fact that it was uh, California desert winter weather nobody knows that everybody thinks California is always sunny but once you cross the mountains and head east It's um, cold it's um you know we, we would get cold like 32 degrees 30 degrees and sometimes christian has to wear his like you know half sleeves because it's supposed to be texas summer so christian is in like you know his half sleeves all the time and inside the barn we were shooting and there is no no heater or air conditioning so pretty much they just out like you know act like it's hot summer and act it out and then just like you know during in between take come and stand by the you know uh, the heater and warm up their fingers and toes you know i'm sure they were freezing freezing their fingers and toes out but the actors just you know made it look like they were in like a very controlled studio environment which they were not 
Wow. Can I talk about the technology in the film and uh, what you did for the software? Because I, I immediately thought Westworld, which is another somewhat similar uh, type of genre to, to your film. Um, just the 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 upload screen, the 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 download screen of of of, of downloading the the digital brain and all that stuff. Tell us about the technology and the graphics behind it. Oh, they were outstanding. It just yeah. looks so real. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we worked with a, a graphic studio based out in uh, uh, in Florida. Uh, they're like just uh, uh, two two brothers run that run that outfit. So before shoot, it was supposed to be all practical. We were we were gonna throw it on the laptop screen and shoot it, so we don't have to do a post and all that. But we couldn't get all the graphic elements on time before we started shooting. So we just like did like a green screen and the actors did a good job of obviously miming, you know, reacting to the green screen. Uh, and then we went, when we went into post-production, the, the VFX team came in, uh, they, they built a VFX ground up, right? Like all the elements was were, were thought out, it was not just like thrown out just to make it look cool. Uh, each each of the items within the graphical elements had to have a meaning for what it is like you know is it a blood pressure is it like a heart monitor is it like is you know pulse or like is it you know measuring its brain waves whatever it is so but there was a lot of thought put in place for that was that done by your cinematographer or an art director or who? no it was uh, i i worked with my vfx team after during yeah. the post and i want i don't want to mispronounce your name uh, is it Sirja Narsi? Siraj. Siraj. Yes. Siraj. Yes, they did right. Uh, How Siraj. did you come in all this? How did you and RV meet? And and how did you get the? I mean, what a fabulous crew! I mean, the sound, the the music, the sound effects, the visual effects, the cinematography. It's it's just it's like a perfect dance. I met RV at a local uh, film meet here in Houston, um, and it was uh, RV had been to to those meets before, but for me that was a really first time. Uh, I'd, I'd just been thinking about getting into uh, you know film production, making a short film or something. I really didn't have any clear ideas, just uh, just a desire to do something in the film world. And I meet RV, and we you know start talking, and he talks about his his story is a script, and I really liked it. And uh, that's how I, uh, I thought, you know, this is this is something that I want to get involved in because the story was exciting. RV had a vision behind it um, that I thought that you know we could we could uh, uh, implement together. Uh, the story it's not only just science fiction, but there is a very warm human element to it. And that appealed to me more, honestly, really, than 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 the science fiction side of it. And even the science fiction is really, um, how do I say this? It's um, it's very in its form. It's kind of primitive, you know. It's not really that very hi-fi type, you know. The the whole story is set in a in a barn. It has a very rustic feel, uh, things like that. So there were there were. A lot of these uh, aspects about the story, about the film, that that appealed to me. Uh, RV and I clicked. We had an excellent chemistry, and that's how we, we became a good team. Uh, as far as the technical side of it is, the crew, the music. RV is the captain, and and he took the major load of it. We all supported him. 
to the best uh, extent that we could. But if if the movie is good and if all those aspects are good, the credit goes to Arvi. Right. Well, I think it's a collaborative thing, but you 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 hit on it. It's a sci-fi movie, but it's this uh, really a love story between the father and son. Yeah, nice family and, dynamic. And how they they resolve the differences in this and 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 come together. And I can't say how because that would be a spoiler alert. Oh, people, you gotta watch this movie. Um, <laughs> it, it's. It, it, it did make me kind of misty a couple of times, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's beautiful. And having gone through this with my father, I do remember a point. Um, I, well, in this film, the father tries to protect the son from certain things. And um, I do remember telling my brother about my dad and there was kind of a disbelief until he actually came over my stepsister's house and my dad came around the corner and he said, hey, dad. And my dad say, said, oh, hey, Chente. And Chente is actually the name of his brother. He didn't recognize my brother. He saw my brother as a younger version of his brother. Oh. And I saw my brother just a range of emotions and just shock and, and shut mm-hmm. down and almost became resentful about something my dad couldn't control. So what's great about this sci-fi, it's dealing with a present issue. It's not too far in advance that it actually seems like it could happen. And I think that's part of the lore. Yeah. Yeah. The sci-fi aspect of it is believable. Given the technology environment that we we live in, it's not something far-fetched, you know? Is it something you think uh, we can see in our lifetime? Oh, uh, maybe. The way way technology is going, who knows? if you, if you look at the news, right, like uh, the yeah. you know, Neuralink is doing it, right? Like the yeah. monkey sitting in front of a video game, taking the monkey's brain activity, converting them to a digital signal, uncontrolling your video game. So they basically right. take the brain wave, converting it into digital signals. If you can convert something into digital signal, you can record it, right? So, okay, now you recorded it. Can you reverse engineer and convert a digital signal and convert it into brain waves? Absolutely, you can. Right? Yeah. It's 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 possible. It's just not there. It, and I'm I'm sure like we will see maybe not to what we show in the movie to that extent, but to certain extent, it is possible. Okay. Can I ask a, a fun theoret- theoretical question? If this technology did exist today, whose um, digital brain would you like to temporarily have inside your brain and live a life? Oh, maybe temporarily. <laughs> Who would you choose and why? Uh, I, I, oh wow, that's nobody has asked me that. Good question. <laughs> I mean, would it be who do I want to upload to my body or who yeah. I want to upload into? <laughs> so then I can live it through their perspectives. Yes, I think we can go both ways on that, Christian. Do you have a good answer for that one? <laughs> it's one of those oh, on, on the spot type questions. No, no, it's, it's, maybe it's, it's actually, one of the brains that you want to, you kind of want to know more about, you know? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yes. Okay. Good answer. It goes to that man's mind. Definitely. That's brilliant. That is Definitely. brilliant. If I, I upload him and I can retain some of that. But, you know, all jokes <laughs> aside, Elena and I were talking about this, you know, without giving away our, our age. Shut up, Al. <laughs> when you think of the cartoon George Jetson, 
and how you used to see people. Now we have hoverboards like George Jetson did. We've got robots like they did, you know, and they're working on cars that drive themselves. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that you see in sci-fi movies and cartoons that actually have come into fruition later. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Yeah. Arvi and Siraj, though, do you, do you have a, a particular brain that you wouldn't mind? Uh... <laughs> I, I would say I've, I'm very comfortable in my skin, so <laughs> I would be me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It could be temporary. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I might go with the same same answer as um, Christian. Elon okay. Musk in our current day and age is kind of the one of those minds that are just really trying to push the boundary well, on things. Yeah, so. I think Elon Musk needs to see this film, actually. <laughs> Hey, let's shout out to Elon Musk there. I think he needs to, he, he'll probably develop it within a year. <laughs> Technology. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. That would be crazy. Wow. That is amazing. Have you, have you thought? I mean, I, I know we're thinking ahead, but a sequel. I mean, this is a kind of a brilliant uh, genre that we're dealing with here. Have, have you thought um, about a sequel? I, I, absolutely. There, there, there is definitely thought for a sequel slash prequel, right? Um, nice. There's there's so much for Cerebrum that we couldn't get out in a in the two hour movie. There was like so many layers of like why uh, you know uh, Christian's character did what he did, or like you know Kirk did what he did, or like Bruno. Like every single person within that movie had like a different way of uh, uh, different approach, and every single image that you would see in um, Christian slash Tom's uh, dreams and all that. Like every single one of those images, even though they go by like in half a second they had a meaning to the backstory of it. There's there's a lot of layers that was left out from Cerebrum that we would like to explore. And especially one of the main things is the character Rocky, although he kind of comes across as a, a bad character in this movie, mm -hmm. he has a different motive for why he needs this technology. His motive is exactly Al, your question, to answer your question. He wants to back up and restore memory of people uh, uh, with brilliant minds like Elon Musk. And like, you know, his, his whole question is like, have we had this technology and backed up Einstein's brain? What can we do right now? We could be like yeah. exploring the universe like no tomorrow. Like we could be doing so many things. So he is dead set on doing that. He's not interested in curing Alzheimer's or whatnot. He's like back up brilliant people. Like, you know, let, in 20, 50 years, let every single person in the in this world will have like a beautiful brain to back up or like load and like do these research. So that's his quest. So uh, long story short, Yes, there is so much to be told within Cerebrum universe, and we would like to push forward and make a sequel if it happens. Have you ever thought about maybe turning this into an episodic? Because I could see it working as a weekly episode as well. There's so many different other, there's always bad guys. And whenever there's someone that creates something with the best of intentions like this, there's always somebody coming out that wants to steal it or use it for bad and I could really see a lot of characters um, you know in, in an episode um, yeah the, my, my my first initial draft uh, which I didn't put in the paper what had like a lot of characters a lot of like you know sub sub stories and all that but then I realized 
for for a budget that we are going to aim and like start making this it's not possible to just have like 20 different characters with three different stories right like it was all like abridged into the core story that we wanted to tell uh, but given that you have like three different layers within the movie of like the the sci-fi the thriller and the the family aspect the human aspect uh, it's definitely a potential there um and and a big shout out to my my co-writer gary um he is actually writing a novel for Cerebrum. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so it's, hey, it's, Gary. I know, I know. It's the, it's the reverse, right? So, yeah, he he presented some other concept to a, a literary writer, and they said like, "Do you have something else?" And Gary said like, "Oh, I'm helping my friend write this movie Cerebrum," and that guy was like, "You need to write a novel about this." So, Gary wrote his first draft, and now he's actually he's in his third draft right now. So it's so so many things that we left out are going to be in the book and i'm very excited for that fantastic can you tell us uh where we can see the film um video on demand which which platforms any other social media associated with the film as well uh yeah uh, so the movie is going to be out tomorrow in the us uh it's going to be on direct tv on demand dish network on demand uh the voodoo streaming channel and amazon direct not Amazon Prime, Amazon Direct, where you go rent the movies. Right. And it, it will also be out on uh, DVDs at Walmart. Um, and as uh, I spoke to my distributor today, he said it's possible we might have it on some cable network as well. We don't just know that yet. So hopefully it will be on some cable network. Fantastic. Uh, this will be in US. And then from June, we will be in UK. And then in between June and June, uh, now in June or after June, we will be in Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan seems to be a pretty good place for us to go. That's fantastic. You're, you're getting amazing distribution and you're hitting a lot of areas. I have no doubt that uh, people are yeah. going to come out to you trying to encourage you to do a little more. What is in the future for the rest of What's the next project, uh, Christian, that you're going to? Or, or are you guys have something else that you're working on while this is beginning to um, spread across? Uh, I just had a project that I shot back in uh, November. Um, that was, that's in talks with stars right now. Uh, so that might be coming out next year at some point. Um, and then right now I am currently waiting to hear back on two feature films um, that I might have to leave in the next week or so to uh, start filming. Yeah, I see Casa Grande on yes. um, upcoming on your, uh, IMDb is that the stars uh, show? Yes, sir. Oh, fantastic! You got Christina Moore. Um, yeah, I got a great cast involved. Uh, yeah, John, everyone, everyone John Piper fun. Ferguson. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. A lot awesome. Of fun. And Christian, you must be excited because this this film, uh, you know, getting the exposure it has, and you as the lead role. Uh, how do you feel about this particular role, and how do you feel that it will do for for your free acting in general? Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. I haven't gotten to, um, uh, you know, I, I came off of Hellfest uh, and then started filming this. Um, and Hellfest, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. That was a, uh, you know, a teen thriller uh, horror movie. Uh, but there wasn't a lot, you know, required. I got to really just be myself with a bunch of friends inside of a theme park, uh, you know, running away from some guy trying to kill us. Um, and this film, I really got to push the boundaries um, and uh, dive a little deeper um, you know, this um, about going back to what you guys were saying, this love story. It's a <clears throat> it's something that I was going through in the process or I had I'd gone through a few years previous um, where I think uh, this story is a lot of uh, a child realizing that um, 
you know, uh, and I'm sure you all have been there, but you, you come to the realization that your parents made some decisions because they had no idea what they were doing. And they were just kids that had grown up and had kids of their own. And they were trying to figure out just like everyone else is. And, um, you know, we grow up thinking that our parents are supposed to be perfect and we're supposed to hold them at this certain standard. But we, we finally come to this realization that they aren't perfect and they have their own past that they're dealing with and, and, you know, things that they never, never try to work on or, or figure out. Um, so they don't know the best way or the best course of action. Um, so I think this, you know, it was, um, it was fun getting to, um, having already gone through that experience, get to portray that for other people to kind of see and notice that uh, we, sometimes we just got to give our parents um, a break because we don't know uh, what they're dealing with at, at all times. Okay. Fantastic. Well, this is an incredible interview. Um, we, we definitely urge all, all the listeners and viewers of click on this to please check out this amazing film, Cerebrum. Um, definitely gets a cerebrum running. That's for sure. It gets yeah, my brain yeah. running. <laughs> and and a, kudos to you for getting, yeah. um, I'm assuming you shot during the pandemic. No, no, no. Yes, we shot, uh, we, we shot in uh, December 2018 and the first fell and uh, the second one was done in February of 2019. Uh, so it was quite some time before the pandemic and we were able to finish our post-production pretty much uh, by the end of early, early 2020, I would say when the pandemic had set in. Wow, you guys are so yeah. lucky. Yeah, just that so when lucky. time came to release the movie, the pandemic had set in. And I think that was a... Uh, you have a lot more challenges then, right? Yeah. How had you been yeah. shooting in the pandemic? The world changed. If he had shot during pandemic year, Christian would have played all the character, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, man. Well, we thank you so much, Siraj and RV and Christian for uh, participating in this amazing interview um, to promote this great film. It was a pleasure yes. meeting you all and talking to you. And it was an honor to yeah. see this film. It's it's really good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone that's a fam fan of sci-fi, but also a family drama tied into it, uh, should definitely see this film. Love Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you.